Hey, Matt Smith here, founder of All or Nothing in Real Estate. I did a, a webinar with a company called Rise, who is a great lead generation partner and provider. They work with the best teams across the country. They asked me to do a webinar on best practices, and it was so good, I wanted to share it with you. So make sure you stay tuned. This is a great interview. You don't want to miss it. All right, again, I have uh, Matt Smith here. Very excited to, you know, interview him with some questions and hopefully help you with any uh, questions that some of these team leaders may have and, you know, direct it to you, Matt. So, uh, Matt, tell me about a little bit about yourself, what you were doing prior to real estate. We'll just go ahead and kick it off. <laughs> yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Um, super excited to be here. Um, excited to share and help. That's kind of my passion now. Um as I've grown my team and grown through the business is just helping others. So uh, truly appreciate it. So I got into real estate kind of by accident. Um, I grew up in a family business and just always wanted more. And so just uh, started thriving for more and took the next sales job and then the next sales job and the next sales job and, and stumbled into real estate. Um, actually, my wife was working for a property management company and at their work functions, um, the, the broker at the time there said, dude, you need to come sell real estate. I think you could do great. And so um, after three years of that, I finally jumped into real estate and uh, best move I ever made. Um, didn't start out that way. Uh, started off uh, the first, you know how it is. Um, they don't tell you in real estate school that you don't make money day one. Um, but started off very fortunate as I, as I mean, my very first year, I sold 74 transactions as a single agent. Um, so just started off very, very fortunate. Uh, just all, I was taught work ethic very young. So my family business was a sawmill. So, um, if you don't know anything about a sawmill, everybody, you have to work harder, you ain't going to make it. And so I think that's really what I contributed my first year of success was just putting in the work. And I think that's probably relevant to everybody on this call today with this market. Um, people call it a shift, a correction, whatever you want to call it. Um, I call it a normalizing market. What we've, what we've experienced the last two years wasn't normal, right? And so the market is just now normalizing and it's going to take more work ethic than the agents have put in over the last two years in order to make it through this market. Oh, I love that. So talk to me about your leadership role. What is it that makes you so successful from, say, any other ordinary leader? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm nothing special. Um, I mean, my graduating <laughs> high school class was uh, 33 kids. Um, so come from come from uh, come from the bottom, um, so to speak. But uh, I think so right now, <clears throat> my team, we're at we just we've grown really quickly this year. At the end of last year, we had 20 agents. Um, we were ranked number 15 in the nation in real trends as, as far as large teams. Um, new rankings came out. We're number one in the state of Missouri and number eight in the nation. Uh, very proud of that with my agents and my team. Um, and it really just comes down to getting the right people and building the right culture. And so a lot of people think culture is a buzzword and it can be, but you have to be willing to be the leader that your, your culture needs. And so culture is, yes, we're a family. We like each other. We love each other. We support each other. We hold each other accountable, but it's also what work are you putting in as a culture? What I found is a lot of people, you are who you surround yourself with. And so I want to surround myself with people that inspire and motivate me. And so it versus surrounding myself with people that drag me down. And so very early on, we just started with culture first and we've kept that ever since. And it's no negativity, no gossip. And we live and breathe by our core values. Those are our guardrails to make sure they keep us on track. Oh, I absolutely love that. So you you kind of touched on a huge piece for us that we feel is very important to be successful here at Rise, and that is accountability. 
Talk to me about the person that you have in that role when it comes to accountability for your agents and these uh, lead sources. Yeah, so um, right now that's me. Uh, <laughs> uh, but so there's it's it depends. So accountability, especially with with Rise in particular, um, one of the benefits of Rise is that it's it's a lot of agents sometimes when you bring them in and they start prospecting leads, they think they're cold calling. Like, well, this lead didn't answer, so why am I calling them? The cool thing about the rise opportunity is that most of the leads answer. You're actually talking to somebody, right? It's actually, you're actually speaking to somebody that said they want to speak to an agent. And that's, to me, especially bringing in new agents, whatever it is you're doing in organization, that's a huge value add, especially as this market is, is normalizing. Because I, I'm a real estate coach too. Actually, you mentioned John Cheplak is going to be at an event. I'm actually a coach for John Cheplak. He is my coach and I'm a coach for him. Um, and so one of the things that I'm seeing across the country is that leads are down significantly in almost every single market for the same exact spend. And so what does that mean? Like you, you can't just go out and buy more leads now. I mean, maybe you can to a certain extent, but what you need is more high intent leads, better quality leads, better conversion rates. And maximizing that effort and that money in this market is going to be huge. And so holding your agents accountable to standards, in particular with rise on the higher quality leads and making sure you follow the systems and processes that you guys lay out so beautifully that help with the algorithms, get you more leads, get you better quality leads. That's just so, so crucial. So number one, we rolled out standards and protocols. If you want to be on the OpCity team, here's what you're, you are committing to doing. And we meet weekly to go over it and see where you're at. And if you don't make it, we'll help coach you up or coach you out. Maybe this opportunity, these opportunity of leads aren't for you. But if they are, here's what they've done for others. And I know what they can do for you. But in order to be on this team, so you don't bring the team down as a whole, here's the standards that we have to, that you have to meet. And so we just hired a VA as well to help overlook that as we've grown, um, to just look for metrics and say, hey, here's a red flag, here's a red flag, talk to this agent type thing. Uh, but it's so, so crucial that, I mean, you guys, Casey, you guys roll it out beautifully, what metrics you need to track, why they're important. So you guys aren't attending the best practices and all the training that they're giving out. There is, it's so valuable. So just make sure you guys take that to heart. And where I've seen people go wrong is they just kind of dabble in the best practices. That's not how it works. You got to go all in on the best practices and do everything to a T. It doesn't happen overnight. The instant gratification world we live in, I have agents on my team. They're like, well, I've done it for a week. How come I don't have better leads yet? It's because you've done it for a week. It takes time, right? Over, it's If you consistently do the right effort over a period of time. I mean, I've, so our average sales price is around $200,000 in our market. And a lot of agents were complaining the first leads as they signed up were lower price points. Well, I had an agent that followed the system for three weeks. They got, they got three leads that week that were double our average sales price through Rise. Why do you, is that a coincidence or did they actually just follow the system for a period of time in order to get the, the real benefits? And I think that's just so, so crucial that you guys understand coach your agents. I don't know if your team leaders, agents, wherever you are, it's so crucial that you follow that process. And again, I keep saying it, but as this market normalizes, there's unfortunately, there's going to be a lot of agents that don't make the cut. That's my opinion. And you're going to have to do the extra work. You're going to have to follow the processes and get back to the basics and work them so, so well and make sure you're mastering the fundamentals. And that starts with, am I, am I maximizing every opportunity and rise is a huge opportunity as long as you follow it properly. 
No, I absolutely love that. In fact, all new teams that join Rise, one thing that we did put into place is it is mandatory that all new team leads as well as agents attend three best practices in order for you to have success. The last thing we want is teams to sign up and not be happy with the services that we provide. So it is a crucial that you attend these best practices. Tony will touch on some realtor.com stuff as well as Ojo. So um, hang tight. We're going to go. We'll get into that. Um, Matt, so you've been in the program close to a year now. I remember the first interaction that you and I had. We were talking about referral-based leads and how you, you didn't really like them <laughs> in the beginning. But talk to me now since you've been in the program. How has Rice helped you develop your team? Yeah, that, dude, that's such a great point. I actually forgot about that um, because <laughs> I was the guy. So as I've grown my team, um, I was able to, I'm a marketing guy and I, I've learned how to create my own opportunities. I've created a great brand for myself and my team. And I just stayed away from the referral based stuff because I could get that same name through my marketing. But what I came to realize is that that's only scalable so quickly, right? Because if they talk to Rise and have a better conversation, just because they're in my database doesn't mean they're going to work with me. And so you have to find that balance. And what, it, what I've really done is I've used that as leverage. So not only do now I don't have to risk all that money up front in hopes that my agents have this in my ISA department, have the skill set to convert that lead into a client because Rise has done that for me. What is that percentage worth knowing that you have an opportunity to meet face to face with that person? Like, what would you pay for if every lead that came through you had a 50% better chance of meeting face-to-face. -face. Like that's worth a lot of money. And I feel like that's what this referral-based source is. And uh, just the, if, as long as you work it properly, because I mean, if you look at big teams as they scale, like there's a lot of teams have ISA departments. Rise is part of my ISA department. That's kind of how I, how I pitch it to my agents because they are talking to a client that wants to set up a meeting with you. Like that's the mindset that we have. And so whenever you have that mindset and you realize that they're way better opportunities, then the referral fee is just, it's binary, right? It doesn't matter because you are actually having that more opportunity, not to mention the long-term effect, right? I preach this all the time on my podcast and my coaching is, I had a coaching call this morning where we actually talked about this, is you need to teach your agents to do, uh, turn one client into three clients. And so as an example, Rise gives you one, it has a referral fee. You're like, oh, I could have made more money doing working on another client, but could you really? Or because what's the time value of money? How much time did you spend prospecting trying to set another appointment versus somebody that's basically calling you to set an appointment? There's a big difference there. And so you just got to make sure to analyze that. And then if you have that opportunity through a Rise client and it, it was a referral fee, what are you doing to get their sphere? to get their friends? What impression are you leaving on them? Are they going to sell a home again in the future? Probably. Are you staying top of mind? It just gives you an opportunity to expand and grow quickly and give your agents opportunities that are more low-hanging fruit versus everybody having to feel like they're cold calling. Oh, thank you so much. I absolutely love that. Um, I always tell team leaders, um, I probably told you the best converters that we've seen with Rise are someone that's, you know, hungry, brand new to real estate. You send them to the best practices. Now, Matt, I'm sure you've probably experienced that yourself with your team. Um, talk to me about, you know, when you bring on a brand new agent, do you get them involved with Rise? How does that work? Well, 100%. Um, I, if you join my team as a brand new agent, you are on the Rise team automatically. You have to hold up, hold up to the standards. But if you don't hold up to the standards, you're not cut out to be in my team. Like that sounds harsh. 
I present that in a way nicer way, of course, but ultimately <laughs> if they're not going to put in the work to, to stay up with rides, which is a great opportunity for them as a new agent, I don't ultimately want them on my team no longer, right? I want the right people on my bus. And so it's just a great way to indoctrinate them into the work that it's going to take to be successful. And so, um, and on top of that, anybody that has ever worked with um, a bunch of agents, if you're a team leader, or if you're a new agent, we were all new agents at once, right? And so if you go back to when you were a new agent, you didn't know what you didn't know. And my new agents as they're coming on are so successful with Rise, way more successful than my veteran agents, because they don't know any different other than to do what Rise says. And if you just follow the process specifically, you have success. It's crazy. Like the new agents are twice as successful, if not more, on Rise and other referral-based opportunities because they just follow the process. They don't try to outsmart it or try to mix it up to make it to where they're like, oh, well, I can do it this way or that way because that's how I've done with my other clients. Rise knows how the algorithms work. Rise knows what these, these clients want to hear. And so just follow the process and it works. No, absolutely. I've had teams that start with two agents. One team in particular started in Portland. They used our program to expand into the Seattle market and now Phoenix started with two agents and now they're up to 25. So if you utilize it correctly, Rise is an amazing tool to help you grow your team. So absolutely. <laughs> so on that, so sorry, Casey, to cut you off, but like not only my local team, but I'm a part of EXP. So I have an EXP network across the country. And one of the things Rise has given me the opportunity is give agents and partners and teams in other areas. As an example, I've got two teams in Florida. I've got a team that's in St. Louis, which is two hours away from me that got on Rise. And they're like, dude, how did you get me signed up for this? Like, I'm the hero. All I did is introduce them to Casey and Casey did the work. Right. But it's, it's just the leverage of knowing these opportunities exist. Because if you, I, I would be willing to bet if you poll people and ask them how well OpCity works for them, a lot of them are not going to be happy with OpCity. They did not have the results they expected. But what does Casey and Rise do? They help you maximize that opportunity. And Casey, you may have the stats, but I'd be willing to bet you guys get a lot better percentage results on OpCity than, uh, than just an agent going through OpCity because of the algorithms and coaching you guys provide. And that's the huge, huge benefit for such a small cost to be in this network and to make sure that you are maximizing these opportunities. It's, I can't tell you enough right now in this market shift in this market normalization, the maximizing opportunities is everything because the opportunities are going to get so much less and it's going to continue. And so what are you doing with those opportunities in front of you? Make sure you're maximizing them and, and rise gives you a great opportunity to do that. Yeah. So when a brand new agent comes on, um, I've, I've heard this from other team leads, and I'm sure that yours is the same thing. How fast can you put an agent under contract and get them to close their first deal, a brand new agent? You know, it kind of depends on the agent, of course. But we've had some we've had some that we've had to finagle that they got under contract before they were fully onboarded. Right. So <laughs> they call it day one. Um, and we've had some we've had some that I mean, honestly, if an agent doesn't get something under contract in the first 90 days, um, on our team, we look into it super, super in-depth to see what we can do to help them because we, we want to set them up for success. Um, but RISE is a huge part of that. A lot of our new agents get great opportunities through the RISE opportunities because they're not, they don't have a big database yet, right? Like we have a pond, we have opportunities, but the longer you've been with the team, you, your database is more mature, right? Depending on where you're at. And so getting those RISE opportunities as a new agent, it's, I mean, they're hand raisers, right? They're like, hey, I want to talk to an agent about looking at a house. That's a great opportunity for a new agent. And, and so I think that's key to getting them up for success as long as 
they've taken the onboarding classes that Casey mentioned. Yeah, awesome. Um, now the fun stuff. Talk to me about the shift we are seeing and how can agents stay relevant? I know you kind of touched on a few things, but let's literally kind of dive into that little piece. Yeah, so, I mean, number one, um, inventory is going up, interest rates are going up, and it's the market is more normalizing, right? We were so, so drastically shifted in the in a way like for, we were fortunate as real estate agents like COVID hit and all of a sudden it became great to be a real estate agent right like it was insane what happened um but what is going to happen what I'm preparing everybody for is the market is going to normalize and as an example you talked about new agents Casey one of the speeches that I give to my new agents all the time is you guys have a tremendous opportunity right now because you don't know what you don't know and so you don't know how it was 16 months ago to sell a house. It was like, literally you're like, oh, there's another lead. Let me go show them a house, right? It was easy. Oh, the, this house just came on the market. Let's just make sure our offer is the highest. And we got it, right? Because it was just a such an unnormal market. Now the market is normalizing. It's going to, there's going to be a lot of agents that don't adjust and adapt because they're so used to doing business how they've done it for the last two years. As a new agent, you don't know any better. And so if you just follow the processes and do what works for other seasoned agents to help them get to that successful level, it works for you as well. You don't have to, you don't have to untrain yourself on the bad habits you picked up on accident or on purpose over the last two years of being a real estate agent. So with that being said, the shift, I mean, there's two things that I keep, that I tell my coaching clients and I'm telling my team that it's going to take to win. Number one is the action. And the cool thing is that we're in control. A lot of agents right now are panicked. They look at mainstream media. They look at all this. Oh, my gosh, the sky is falling, right? But in reality, if you actually look at the national numbers and your local numbers, number one, you need to be educated on them to where you can explain over the clickbait from mainstream media to make sure that your buyers aren't panicking. So as an example, make sure that you explain to them, where, like as an example, month supply is a huge, huge stat. How many months supply are in your market? How many were there six months ago? Because ours, like you look at mainstream media and they're like, oh my gosh, all these, the housing market's going to crash, right? We're going into, we're going into um, the housing market crash, just like 08, but it's not, it's completely different. Supply and demand. Think about it. What was our problem with the real estate market for the last two years? We had no supply, none, and tons of demand. What happened in 08? The exact opposite, right? And so, just because we're going into a downturn in the economy doesn't mean the real estate market is going to crash. What happened what call, when 08, I feel like a big difference was the real estate market caused the economy to crash. Now the real estate, real estate market is going to be an effect of the economy slowing down. So I just put out a post yesterday. It's, it's the, the deceleration doesn't mean depreciation. So as an example, it starts with educating your clients. When your home value doesn't increase 30% over a year, that doesn't mean it's a bad real estate market, right? It's just decelerating to where now they're, I think they're projecting around 6% in 2022 increase and like 4% next year and like 4% for the next three years. Like you're buying an asset that is scheduled to appreciate, to appreciate, and sorry, I saw the chat there, um, to appreciate <laughs> over the next five years, right? And so, well, don't don't fall into the trap of well the sky is falling because it's not we're we were so tilted um I, there's there's going to be tremendous opportunity for those that choose to see this as an opportunity but what it's going to take to win during this shift is two things the coolest part is they're in your control 
the action that you take on a daily basis and the skills that you build. So what action are you taking? Are you getting back to you have to realize you have to follow up with people more? What is your average contact attempt per lead? How many, how many calls does it take to reach a contact? What is your, how much, what's your contact rate to an appointment set? Appointment set to appointment met. All of your KPIs are very, very crucial because if you can just move the needle 5% on one of those KPIs, has a drastic impact on your business. And also the skills that you build. So as an example, how well are you, what is your skill of educating your clients on what we just talked about? How many of your clients come to you and say, well, I, I, I think I want to back off and slow, I'm not, I want to wait and see until the dust settles, see what happens with the market. Or I'm no longer going to buy because interest rates went up. I'm no longer going to sell because of all the stuff on the news. Like maybe that is the right decision for them. But it's your job as a real estate professional to educate them on the national news and your local news. You're the local expert. Be that resource that can educate them on actual facts versus clickbait to see if you can work through what's the right decision for them. Because I have a gut feeling, at least in my market, and I know a lot of the markets of people that I coach, if they wait, it's going to it's never going to there's never going to be better time to buy a home than right now. No, I agree. I think maybe this is bad uh, name to put out there, but I mean, I watched this thing about Dave Ramsey. And <laughs> he, he said too, right? The biggest thing he said is right now is the best time to buy a house. And you so. think about who that's coming from. The <laughs> most conservative financial guy on the planet says right now is the best time to buy the house, to buy a house in the next five years. Like that says a lot. 100%. So we're going to open it up uh, to some Q&A for you. I know we only have a few more minutes with you, Matt. Um, so uh, I see one uh, thing in the chat says, Matt, were you uh, agent in 08? Just curious. I was not. <laughs> okay. And then I have amazing friend, uh, Steve Shane out of uh, Florida here. I don't know if you know Steve Shane, but he's a, he's a cool dude. Um, your KPIs you track, uh, Matt? He's got to be a cool dude with a name like Steve Shane, right? <laughs> um, uh, so KP, I track everything. So I track number of leads, average contact temp per lead, um, contact rate, how much, how many contacts equal an appointment, how many appointments set versus met, met versus signed, signed versus under contract, under contract versus closed, how many of them came from which lead source, how many of them came from our ISAs. We track absolutely everything we can. Because what I've found, and this is from my coach, John Cheplak, tiny hinges swing big doors. And the more you can maximize those, like as an example, I went through an exercise with some of my coaching clients. I'm like, if I, if I stood in front of my team tomorrow and says, how am I, I'm going to, we're going to double our business next year. Everybody's like, how are you going to do that? Like I've done that before, right? From, from a stage being like, I'm going to double my business. And it's just pure motivation. No, no facts, no data, just, hey, we're going to do it, right? We're just going to push through and persevere. But I actually broke down an exercise and the biggest percentage increase that I had on any metric that we tracked was 5%. Can you increase the number of leads by 5% year over year? Is that something that's doable? Of course it is. Can you increase the number of appointments set versus met by 3%? That doesn't sound significant, but if you set 500 appointments on a large team, you set 500 appointments, 3% is a big number. Now you're meeting with 3% more. And then say it's 4% more of those are getting signed. 2% more of those are under contract. And you close 5%. Like those little percentages on all those metrics make a huge, huge impact on your business at the end of the year. And I think it's tightening things up like that and knowing your numbers and knowing your business is what's going to help you not only survive, but thrive in this changing market.
I like this next question from Megan. Um, what systems do you use to track all this data? So our uh, CRM, we use Follow-Up Boss. Um, and so that, that's very helpful for us, but we also use Sisu. Um, so it, it, and what, what's cool about it is most things are only done once in the CRM. And when it's done in the CRM, it, it updates all these other systems. So the agent doesn't have to go in. I don't have to worry about chasing the agents down to update their stuff. Are they perfect? No. But if it doesn't, our rule is if it's not in the CRM, it doesn't happen. And their work number is through our CRM so that they can have vacation and family time and not have to worry about that. And we track everything through there. So it's just, we can, and ultimately, whenever they make their calls and their texts and whatever it is they're doing in their CRM, now I can actually coach them from a knowledgeable standpoint because I know what they have done and the result they have or have not gotten. And so I can help them improve their business. Absolutely. Um, you guys uh, got a couple more minutes for Matt. Do you guys have any more questions? Well, this guy's the man. So if you guys have anything, please uh, ask any questions. Feel free to unmute yourself. Um, while we're doing that, Matt, um, go ahead. How, if someone wants to get in touch with you as well, what's the best way to do so? Would it be yeah, an email? <laughs> I'm going to No, it's not an email. I promise you. It's not an email. Um, uh, so I'm going to drop a link here in the chat. Um, it's a link tree to my my all or nothing in real estate brand. Um, and it's just got anything um, like I just did a webinar on how to how to thrive in a, real, in a market shift. It's all free. Sign up. Go for it. Um, I do a podcast. All that's on there. Um, if you really want to get in contact with me, the Facebook private group, uh, which is a link there. Um, sign up there. Um, it's a private group. So you get more exclusive one-on-one -on -one with me. I kind of, I kept it private so I can monitor. I have the right people in there. I want it to be a community of contribution. We're all working through this together. I feel like the real estate industry sometimes gets cutthroat and I don't like it. Um, and so I can monitor it and make sure that everybody in there is contributing and helping each other. Um, I also am open for coaching opportunities. I've got three spots available right now. I just opened up three more spots. If you guys are interested in, in uh, having a free discovery call to see if I'd be a good fit for a coach, um, you can sign up for the coaching opportunities there in that link. Um, and if nothing else, just join that movement. Um, it's it's free. I give back to just give information and help help real estate agents succeed. Jillian, uh, another rock star I have right here. What lead sources are you implemented during the shift? Um, so we, I'm a big, big believer in trying everything and tra trying and tracking. Um, and so, but what I commit to, and this is a little different during this, the shift that the normalization that's coming. Um, so I'll give you two answers. Number one, make sure if you're trying to lead source, do your research up front, right? And then give it an opportunity to work. So as an example, I see too many agents that try a lead source for 30 days and say, oh, that didn't work. What online lead source works in 30 days? The average online nurture like attempt for a lead is 18 months right? Somewhere around there, depending on where you are. So you gave it a one, 30 days, you didn't have a closing, you gave up. Like, make sure you have the budget to do it for the time that you can actually measure it. Now, if it's something that just, they didn't deliver, sure, get rid of it. But I give, I give everything 12 months. Uh, it used to be six months when I was an individual agent, but when I sign up, I do my research, I make sure I filter it out first, and I give it 12 months to see if it's going to work. And I, again, I track everything to see what the ROI is on that. Another thing, if you run a team, a cool thing too is to you can see if you if you track things properly, you can see which agents were better performing on certain lead sources. 
And then you can give them more of those opportunities so they are more successful there and the other agents are more successful in their lead sources. And so it just depends. Every lead source, every market is different. I, I recommend using what works for you. Now for the market shift, what we are doing is we are doubling down on the stuff that doesn't cost us as much money. What I mean by that is all of us on, if you've been in real estate for more than, more than three months, you've probably got a past client or two. What are you doing to stay in front of them? What are you doing to educate, educate them? What are you doing to provide value to them so that they can be a lead generation source for you? Do you think, how many of your past clients do you think would love to know about what, the, what their equity is in their home during this crazy real estate market when we're seeing all this craziness on the news? When's the last time you did a pop by just, hey, I just wanted to give you this one cheater on what your home was worth. It's an investment as important as a home. I just thought it might be important for you to know. That's a value add that will get, get you referral business, which is free business. Oh, thank you so much, Matt. I know our time's at 8.30. I don't know if you can answer this one question. If you got to go, you got to go. Uh, when you were a new agent, what was your daily focus? Work. So um, <laughs> most people, most people, and, and now we track, yeah, work ethic was, it, that's, that was my superpower, work ethic. I just outworked everybody. Um, as an example, where I was at, whatever, I came in, I came in, I was licensed in 2013, was my first year in real estate. Um, and so in 2013, in my market, we just come, our main market was right out, is right outside a military base. And we had a military boom and everybody's belly was full, similar to right now, right? Every real estate agent has had their best year ever the last two years. You should have. Um, if you didn't, there's a different conversation to have, but it's been easy, right? And so everybody was that way. And so it's shifted similar to what it's doing now, a different type of shift, but similar and so nobody wanted to work. They'd already made more money. And they're like, well, I'll just wait for that, that low-hanging fruit to come in. And so I took duty every day, six days a week, for the first six months. And duty in that office was 10 hours a day. I had to do my showings either before or after. You know, like I, I just I just outworked everybody. And I was willing to do what it took. And I, I'm a very self-aware person. And so one of the things that I think we can all do better is, as people, and especially as real estate agents, in the skill building, maximizing opportunity space is reflect after a phone call, reflect after a buyer appointment. What could you have done differently or better to have a better result or better impact on that person? Because a lot of people just focus on the, the numbers and they just want to call more people, call more people, which is great. Action's going to win. But action without skill doesn't work. It's not about it's not about the number of people you call. It's about the quality. So make sure you're focusing on the quality. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of All or Nothing in Real Estate. If you found anything this valuable, please share this with your friends. All or Nothing in Real Estate is a passion project of mine. This business has done so much for me and my family, and this is my way to give back. I'm also a real estate coach with Cheplak Select Coaching. So if you are interested in having a coaching consultation with me, please check out the link below. All or Nothing in Real Estate is not just a podcast. It is a movement. It is a community of contribution that is single-handedly designed to help change the real estate community in a positive way. So make sure you're following us on all social, social platforms and subscribe to us on YouTube. Most importantly, make sure you've requested to join All or Nothing in Real Estate's private Facebook group. That is a private group that we keep in exclusive content and we do it in a private setting to make sure it remains a community of contribution. There's a lot of great in-depth content there for free. So please make sure you join that group as well. And again, thank you guys so much for listening. If you found this of value, please share this with your friends. It is my goal to give back and contribute to make this industry better for all of us. Thanks again.